Welcome to Brands Made Meaningful, conversations with the team at Susner about how purposeful branding inspires unity, identity, and powerful change for growth-minded organizations. Hey, Tucker, welcome back. Thanks. Super excited. Super excited. Kind of a fun topic today. I do like this topic. It's almost the the first conversation we have with new business people every time. Probably the most common subject that comes up in some way, shape, or form with with what we do in the industry that we work in uh, within branding, and that's logos. Yeah, and the logo, what it means, what it should do. When we talk about branding, when you talk about branding with anybody, everyone just goes, oh, the logo, okay, you do, you do logos for a living, great. And my answer is, eh, kind of, I guess. But everybody, that's because everybody, everybody knows or thinks they know what a logo is. They have logos that they like, or there's brands that they're fans of their products or whatever bands that they're fans of their music there's logos out there that everybody identifies with that are part of their own you know their own lives and their own vernacular that they associate with good things yeah i when someone asks me what uh what do you so what do you do and i go oh i'm in branding and they say okay so you do logos and i say no not really that's just a piece that's just a big piece when we talk about a case study that's I don't know, one of the half an hour conversation we could have about a case today, that's just a, one little section, maybe a three minute conversation about, oh, and the logo is this. That logo is really the marker for what that brand is now. It's a symbol. It's the symbol. I, I think of it as the face yep. of that brand. And our face is important, absolutely, but are they everything? No. Um, your face isn't the end all of your story your face isn't what I think of when I'm talking to you. I'm thinking of what you're saying. It's a visual piece. And oftentimes it might be a first visual piece. It might be the first part of somebody's introduction to a company or a business or a product might be the representation of that logo. Um, You think about the logos that you, whether you like or you associate with positive things, and if, if and when you think of that positive association, where we're kind of heading is it's those it's that positive association and all the good stuff that comes behind that logo, that is what makes your brand. Yeah. So if we, the most simple way to say it is, a logo is not a brand, but a brand needs a logo to identify it. So the best way to start thinking about these things is like of that face or maybe that shell to say, okay, well, if we're going to have something to visually identify it, that would be that, that logo. But the other side of the coin is, well, what other things identify it? Well, your name identifies it. So if your name is the visual representation of, or the verbal representation of your brand, then that logo is the visual representation of the brand. And there's a lot more that goes into it than just those two elements. Right. Um, and it, I'm, we're not downplaying the importance of this symbol. It's, it's extremely powerful. And when it's done right, and when it's built, we would say meaningfully, yeah. it can be an incredibly um, important part of the brand. It's the thing that people might wear on their clothes or embroider or put on coffee mugs. But um, 
but it goes so much deeper than that. When we have a process where a logo's in that process, because not every single project we do has a logo in it, right? We have plenty of projects. And not every branding project that we work on ends up with a brand new logo. Exactly. There's uh, many rebrands that come back and it's, nope, we didn't change anything with your logo because your logo is still okay the way it is. It still tells the story we're looking to tell. But when we do have a new logo in that process, I think there's a conversation that we have before we get into the brand to, or get into the logo that helps explain what we're going to do with a client. And you do it great, but and I'm going to steal it right now. It. It's the book analogy of saying the logo is going to be the cover of your book, but it is not the inside of that book. So it's incredibly important that we get this logo right and we get it so that it visually represents this brand the right way because it's tip of the spear. It's the first thing everyone sees, but it's not going to help change that inside meat of that book. So we need to also remember there's a lot more work to do in the back end. One of my, an analogy that I like is the Starbucks, Starbucks coffee. And they, by the way, they continue to refine their logo. They revised their logo. I don't know, half a dozen times, like every seven years, they fine tune it. Yeah, I think most bigger brands do that. I mean, you see Many Google, do. Google switches their yep. logo a little bit all the time. And, yep. Yeah. So the, but the, the logo for Starbucks, when you see that on the outside of a building and it identifies the sense of place, and this is retail, this yep. isn't, yep. you know, a business to business or a manufacturing, but in a retail environment, which we're all really familiar with, yep. when you see the target on the outside of a building or a Walmart sign, or um, a Starbucks on the outside of the building, assuming you've been in them, you already have an association with what that logo stands for. If your favorite beverage in Starbucks is a non-fat latte with a little shot of caramel in it, <laughs> then you are already salivating to that experience yeah. when you see that's what that logo represents to you. If you if you visit a restaurant. And whether they have a great logo or not a great logo by whatever great is defined, if you go into that facility and have a terrible experience and terrible service and awful food, then that, that whole experience is now what that symbol or what that logo represents for you. Yep. And so we call it a symbol, an identifier. A great way to think about it is a logo is a cue. It's a visual cue to trigger all of those memories, all of those thoughts, the perception that you want to have. So is it important? Absolutely. Um, that logo can attract people. If you think about it as the cover of a book, it can absolutely deter people from opening that book and reading that story. But it's not everything. And I think that when we, the title of this is Aren't Brands Just Logos? No, they're not. You can absolutely have a fantastic brand and not have a great logo. You cannot have a fantastic logo and a bad brand. That's not going to work out in the long run. Should sign off with that when we get to the end. Let's bring that back. Let's just bring it, say it again. Yeah, you know, when it comes to branding, one of the ways that we define branding is a promise that you make to your customers. Harry Beckwith, I believe, who authored um, Selling the Invisible, defined this in his book that a brand is a promise that you're making to your customers regarding the problem that you're services or products are going to help them make. And our favorite author, Seth Godin, had a great quote following that up, said, if saying, 
If a brand is our mental shorthand for the promise that you're making, then the logo is the post-it reminder of that promise. Yeah, it carries that story. It carries that promise forward. So it's great. I mean, it's just that that platform that's going to tell that story. But I think if you start looking at it in the sense of it being, like you just said, a post-it note, it's absolutely important what that post-it note is. Which but, is trademarked. Which is trademarked, yeah. But it's not everything because what's everything is that promise, what's written on it. Because if you don't have a promise, then the post-it note does nothing. A logo isn't going to get somebody to care about your company if your brand story doesn't resonate with them first. And that brand story includes visuals in addition to the logo, like color, photography, imagery. It includes a whole verbal component of messaging and how you communicate and express what it is that story is but it's also having that story in place in the first place when we say story we're not just saying like oh so what are you telling it's it's really like who are you what are you here for why 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 do you exist and where are you going so when we say story that's a really summarized version of saying like all these meaningful things that are pulling out but yeah a a logo and there's a really good reason why the logo is step 30 of this huge process right it's we don't get to it until we already know what that story is and we've already been writing a lot of this stuff we understand the emotions we're trying to play out it's not the first step and it's not even close when we work let's say it's a six-month rebrand when it's it's in month four and five that we're actually working on the logo so you can kind of start getting a sense of where that lands so what's what's if a if a company jumped right into the designing of a logo and skipped the steps, the 29 steps that you just described. And let's say they crowdsourced it, went online, threw it up on one of the crowdsourcing sites, and then had a hundred different people submit designs from all over the world. And then you pick the one design that you find most aesthetically pleasing to you and you pay them a hundred bucks. That's crowdsourcing a logo. And you're saying they're doing that. They're in their minds. They're saying we're rebranding, right. so we're going to go do this. Is that a is that? So we've already said a logo is not a brand. But what's the difference between a logo that was developed with no first steps, um, but w- versus a logo that came in in what we would say in the, in the correct portion of the process? Yeah, two things. One, purpose over preference, or I guess in this case, preference over purpose. Uh, you're just basing everything off of your individual likes and dislikes so if you like it then great Um, and we've been down that road with clients where they get frustrated because they don't love the logo and and it's important that you like the logo but it's also important to understand that the logo is not just for you um, it's for a lot of other people then two it's really limiting to say let's just get in and let's let's rebrand let's redo the logo and and just doing the logo is not going to change anything. If you have all of your website, all your marketing materials, the way that you're marketing yourselves, your perception, your customer service, all that stays the exact same. And the only thing you're doing is swapping in a new logo. It will do nothing for your business. Right. Um, there might be a little PR in there to try to get your name out again, but it's not going to solve your problems unless your problem is that People hate looking at your logo, but love everything else. 
I find it very hard to believe that changing your logo is going to do much for right. you. I just saw a couple TV commercials with one of the businesses that imprints logos on coffee mugs and backpacks and things. Yeah. And that the logo, because we we actually help our clients put that kind of swag together for their employees yeah, and sometimes. their customers yeah. once in a while. The the logo on the coffee mug isn't the brand. The brand is the experience of the conversation that two people have within that organization over that cup of coffee. Yeah, and I think it's it's easy for someone who may just be a designer, and I say just as a negative thing, but there's nothing wrong with being a designer. I think when you are a designer and you say, I do brands, and, and what you do is logos, you may specialize in that, and people do that, but the hard part is you're missing all of these key things that support that logo. So like you said, I mean, you could put your logo on everything, but if the logo is just a mark, and you have no idea of what that what you're trying to create with that mark or like well what does that even represent and why 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 does it matter then you really run into spending money on things that people are telling you you should spend money on but it's not going to make an impact so when we look at putting a logo on swag that's that's the very final step of trying to tell that story right so if you're going to put your logo on a bunch of mugs and say, Hey, we're branding. So we're going to put our logo on a bunch of mugs. That's interesting. I don't know how, how that's going to help you market your business more other than maybe a little bit more awareness. Right. Right. So when, when we say, why does it matter? Why does it matter to understand that brands are not just logos? Well, and this is coming. So I'm a designer. I was trained, went to college for and have a degree in, graphic design. So this is a, you know, for me, much of what I've done, especially early on in my career was around the designing and creating of all kinds of creative stuff, but logos certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've designed, I don't know, hundreds of logos here um, over the two decades that we've been in business. So I'm saying this coming from a, you know, that very designerly point of view, but if you just think about your brand as a logo, you are absolutely limiting what it is that you're marketing, your communication, your branding, your active branding efforts. You're basically wasting your time. And that's because branding isn't a design solution, right? Design is absolutely a part of it. Uh, it's a big part of it. I mean, the way that we communicate is visually and verbally so it's it's a half of the solution there, but it's not all of it. Like branding is all about the emotional and the psychological avenues and, and solutions that we're providing there. So I think it's easy for someone because how approachable design is from everybody's perspective is I can see it. So like right. I, I have a perception of it right there and then. You can kind of forget about all the other stuff. Yeah, and you can get into what does that logo represent? And does the logo have a symbol or is it just a type treatment? There, there are a lot of different ways to go with it, but you're go- we end up going down a rabbit hole far too soon. And we've, we've skipped what you said before, which is being purposeful and meaningful about why then we do it. I would even say getting to jumping back to the swag example, depending on what your brand is, would determine what the appropriate swag is. If you're not a conversational yeah. Um, type of a brand coffee mugs don't make any sense yeah i mean we've had 
we've had people come to us and go, I just want to throw my brand on golf balls. Yep. Like, well, but why? Right. What would be the purpose of you doing that? They say, because I play golf. Yeah. Yeah. And now I get some cool golf balls to yeah. spread brand awareness all over the, the right-hand side of the golf course <laughs> at about 220 <laughs> yards in the tree. Um, but I think the best way to think about branding, because this episode's really just a high level about what branding is. If you start thinking about branding underneath the marketing umbrella, it becomes more clear when you start understanding how you're defining marketing. So going back to Seth Godin, because fantastic, he has a quote on what is marketing. And I think this summarizes the way that we think of marketing versus how someone else might think of marketing. Maybe a salesperson thinks of marketing differently, but he defines it as marketing is the generous act of helping someone solve a problem, their problem. Marketing helps others become who they seek to become. And I like this, this quote because then it starts, if you, if you think of branding underneath this umbrella of, okay, how are we helping someone solve a problem? A logo is not going to do that by itself, but it can still support those efforts. So you might be trying to solve a really big problem in your business, but a new logo is not going to help you solve that problem. But if you have a great logo, it's making it's going to make it easier for someone to resonate quicker, or maybe it's going to help you tell that story that solves that problem. Yep. So if we look at someone who's down this route and they've already decided, no, we're just going to rebrand, we're just going to do a new logo and rebrand in their mind is just doing a new logo. What are some of the issues that they would see? Or maybe what are some of the problems only thinking needing a new logo will get you? Well, I'm going to come back. My first answer comes back to something we were talking about a few minutes ago, which we've had some experience with in the past. And it's, it's a company that even goes down the marketing route, the branding route, the, the route of whatever, creating brand awareness with, with whatever's appropriate for them. And they just end up spinning their wheels and none of those marketing efforts are working. They're so focused on looking great that they're not then maybe focused on the, the additional meat that follows behind that book cover. And we've had conversations with people who, th who are almost all the way in and they say, yep, we're just, we need a new logo. That's what we need. And the reality is they don't need a new logo. They need to build out the rest of their brand. And that's going to, that money that would be charged on a logo, because logos aren't cheap. There's a lot of work that goes into redesigning a logo. But if you're not redesigning a logo and you're doing the rest of that, you can use that money in a more efficient way if that logo is fine. And I think that well, probably one of the hardest things we'd have to tell people is, yeah, but by the way, your logo's fine. We don't need to touch your logo. And you're almost talking yourself out of project there. But sure. it's to help them understand that it's not, it's not necessarily the logo that's having your marketing efforts fall flat it's a lot of the other stuff and so it's like you could use that same resource and work on all these other the inside of that book needs to be built out so that that logo actually means something yep have the meaning behind it so if that's one if you're saying a symptom is that people are spinning their wheels because all they really think of a brand is its logo but what is another symptom of someone well, just considering the logo? kind of going down that Asking why, again, if somebody's marketing efforts are falling flat, oftentimes it's because there's a lack of clarity in what they're communicating. Yeah, and that's um, pretty common. A lack of clarity in messaging, a lack of clarity in meaning, 
the inability to differentiate or even to define what they do in a way that connects with somebody. And the problem of that is when you're overlooking the other pieces and you're basically overlooking the verbal components of saying, well, as long as we look different, it doesn't really matter what we say. And that's just not true at all. Because if you're if you look totally different, but you have the ex- you're echoing the exact same thing as everybody else, that makes it really hard to stand out. There's a, a hero and a guide component of branding and storytelling that we we talk about, and um, we'll probably have its own podcast conversation at some point. But if you think of the really good storytelling, the hero is an important part of that story because it's one that a lot of us associate with as we're watching a movie. We, we hone in on what that certain character is. But the guide that's always there, a little bit behind the scenes, that comes up, supports that hero, helps that key character take that next step, break through, get what they want. I almost think of the logo as the hero in the story hmm. and the guide as the messaging the experience, the content, the follow-through, the customer service, all of those things that make the what that logo symbolize as meaningful. That's interesting. I One of our writers that we work with talks about the logo as a marquee. Uh, on Jeff, the, Jeff, uh, Mueller, Jeff Mueller, floating head. Shout out to Jeff. Um, and he said the, the logo and the name are that marquee that, that bull, pull people in right that flashing light on the movie theater way out there and you're kind of like ooh what's going on over there that that's a really good representation of what a logo is and what it can do i mean a great logo can can really make people think differently about you but if you go in and that movie sucks then it doesn't really matter right. and your experience isn't what holds up to that marquee if if your experience with um, an organization isn't matched with what you had thought previously moving going into that that's where you find these problems imagine if you've never been in a walmart or a target and you're standing outside of the front of each of those retail stores with no association or prior experience of what it's like to be inside them is there a differentiation between the two sure their names are different. Their like, symbols are different. Colors are different. Colors are yeah. different. But do you have any sort of sense of the nature of that business or what the experience is inside or the types of products they sell or what their customer service is like based on that marquee? Yeah, I no. The short answer is no. But the long answer, I suppose we're assuming everyone who would be listening knows those two. Yeah, maybe not retailers. For example, but. maybe not. But those experiences inside those two particular organizations, in my opinion, are very different from each other. Oh, for sure. And what they sell, like the, their value propositions mm-hmm. are very different. And the way that, and their brands are very, very different. But if you look at their logos from a pure design standpoint, there's not one that's like, this is a perfect logo and this one's imperfect. So you know that this one's better than that one. I mean, they pay millions of dollars to make sure that their logos are perfectly designed to represent them. And if you had no idea, like you're saying, it doesn't make a difference. Right. Um, it might draw you in. You might be interested. Um, I know 
like Ikea does a great job of this because it's just a huge blue building with a big, bold, yellow name on it. That's a great job of kind of someone identifying with it. And that's it. a logo type without a symbol. Exactly. And that does a great job of representing that marquee of pulling someone in and identifying and saying, oh, that's an Ikea. And that's one I, step I can of, then, that's only one step of that brand. Once you get inside, now you have to do the hard work of following through. Yeah. So then the last symptom. So if we said, and we're kind of taking our time here, but the first one was spinning wheels or wheel spinning efforts. When we talk about marketing, it's what we're doing just really isn't working at all. So why are we focusing on our logo? It's probably because our brand isn't, robust on the back end and then two was lack of clarity people overlooking that verbal standpoint of getting a differentiation or distinction in a verbal setting or even what, worse having a misperception or yeah. the wrong idea of what you do um and figuring out how we tell that story from a clarity standpoint and then third is a lack of engagement that's the result and if I, your marketing materials yeah. fall flat because they're confusing then you're going to be suffering from a lack of engagement. Or when you have a, I mean, if, if you're sitting there thinking, oh, why no one really likes our logo. Maybe if we just switch our logo, everyone would be, I mean, you switch your logo, not everyone's going to love working at your organization. That's not how it works. But if you switch your logo to represent what that change is, I think a lot of success in rebrands come, I mean, the logo is the identifier of that rebrand, but a lot of it comes with, we're changing the way we work. We're changing who we are and we're reinventing ourselves. This logo represents that reinvention. But if you're not reinventing yourself, that new, a new logo is not going to symbolize, symbolize anything. It's just going to symbolize a new preference on the way we look. If people already, to your analogy, love where they work, a new logo might just be that icing on the cake that now they're that much more proud to wear it because it's up to date and now more accurately reflects, you know, what the, the current version of the story is. Yeah. I think when people ask us what the value of just doing a logo is, it's so hard because it's, it's very situational to understand, well, what are you doing? What is the change that you're seeking to make? I mean, in your example, we're not changing any, in, if you were to say, we're not changing anybody, everybody loves working here. Everybody loves working with us. We just want to update so that we can, feel better about ourselves or be more confident. Well, what's the value of confidence in that situation depends. Right. But if you're merging a dozen organizations yep. and having a new logo, then has this unification symbol that say, Nope, we're all this now. And what does that all mean? It, there's a lot more value in that. Yeah, There's value in a logo when there's change in an organization, whether they've merged or new ownership has taken place. They've shifted their target market they've launched a new product yeah they're expanding into a new industry some sort or it could just be that well and it's one of those organizational changes then is when we would step back and say for that change to be successful we need to be seen and perceived as a certain way for us to be successful in this marketplace then to step back and say does our current logo and, and all of our materials reflect where we're going so when we wrap up here because we have about two minutes left how are we saying people should move forward with this conversation if 
if you're looking at your organization and you're thinking about your brand, it's not to look at your logo and say, do I like that or do I not like that? Or does that logo match what we're trying to tell? I would start by saying, what story are we trying to tell? And what's the experience we're trying to create for our, our customers? And are we doing that yep. first? I would dig into that story a little bit. And I would say, what are we trying to do? Where, where are we as an organization going? Let's get one step deeper beneath the products that we sell and the market that we serve. What is it that we are actually, whether for you, whether it's your vision or your mission, what is that? And what is it that you're trying to do? And, and then analyze brand audit, your visuals, your logo, and to say, does this represent the future state of an organization that's killing it and crushing it at doing that mission? Just because we say a logo symbolizes a change doesn't mean that change hasn't already happened. I think it's really important to say, maybe you've already transitioned. And that would help us say, okay, this logo might be, or this logo would be the tip of the spear for this rebrand because it's going to show everyone that you are a different organization now. But you just nailed it. I don't know that I've even thought about it like this before. A logo doesn't initiate that important change. Yeah. It summarizes it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that people get too caught up in to say, well, if we just rebrand, maybe people will just think about us differently and maybe everything will change and that's just not true yeah it, the, the logo is a symbol for so uh, some really important key internal emotional organizational strategic pieces of your business and that's why that's what we sell right we we don't sell logos we don't service people with a new logo well what we're really selling here if you get you boil it down as much as you can is we're selling the change visual and verbal change and that change is the change of a mindset being then articulated visually, verbally, emotionally. And so a piece of that is a logo. So wrap this up by saying what you said earlier in the, in the conversation. You can't have a great brand just because of your logo. A logo is not going to change the world for you. So the way that you think about it is a brand can be great with a bad logo, but a great logo does not make up for a bad brand. Perfect. Is that what you're looking for? Yep, that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you right. have a uh, subject matter that you'd oh. love us to talk about, uh, feel free to um, hop on our website and uh, shoot us a note. Just send Derek an email yep. personally. Look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Susner is a branding firm specializing in helping companies make a meaningful mark, guiding marketing leaders who are working to make their brand communicate better, stand out, and engage audiences to grow their business. For more on Susner, visit susner.com.